you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant. Still fully vaccinated, still dodging variants like Neo in the Matrix. You know how we do. Uh, Huge show for you today. Uh, Bigger than normal, although we're still going to try to condense this into like an hour or less because that's just what we do here. But uh, this is the biggest drafting weekend of the year in fantasy football. For people who haven't done their drafts yet, usually this is about the time people start to jump in. So we figured this would be the best possible time to do our final mock draft of the offseason. And to do that, we got a cast of thousands 
actually 12. Uh, it's myself, producer Justin is alongside, Michael F. Florio is here, we've got Adam Rank, Kimmy Checks, we got the boss man, Rick Savage, uh, got a couple of our researchers in Matt Okada and Kareem Falcone, I believe Matt Frederick is somewhere lurking around there, uh, we've got our own social Emily, we've got Haitham Kalani, one of the producers, basically all the people who help make fantasy happen at NFL Media, we gather them all together, we bug them for an hour of their time, I think I'm missing somebody else there, in, in, in which case, uh, either you can, you, you know, say hi and and shame me for uh, not throwing out your name or uh or remain silent whatever you want to do uh anyway this is a 12 team ppr draft uh we're going to try to get through as much of this as we can in the next hour or so so hopefully you enjoy you follow along uh and uh i guess justin you can start the clock and we can get this thing just off and running right now it's uh rick savage is on the clock first and uh let's make this happen yeah, you made it pretty easy. Uh, CMC is fine. Thank you. Very All right. Nice. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so Christian McCaffrey goes first. Which honestly, I was, I was don't, sort yeah, of. Hoping- don't, don't be the person that sits there and runs out the clock when you have the first. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Just pick. That was that was solid. That was a savvy move by Savage. That's yeah, why I'm absolutely. Here. Um, so I am sort of curious though, as uh, who's on the clock? Social Emily is Emily. now on the clock. Um, so. We are cool, though, with Christian McCaffrey being the consensus number one, right, Florio? That that seems to have been where we've settled at this point. That he is the number one pick. Like we're all we're okay with this, right? We're not we're not backing out last minute. Oh yeah, I mean, I know he got hurt last year, but he was still averaging thirty fantasy points per game, and only the year before was scored the second most fantasy points in the history of fantasy football. So he is still my unquestioned number one pick. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I just know at this time of the year, people sort of get nervous and get a little squirrely and start uh, and start changing their things. Um, oh, we got Alvin Kamara going number two. Social Emily goes Alvin Kamara at number two. Uh, Adam Rank is on the clock at number three. Um, Kenny, I got to ask you. I got to ask you how you feel because I know you love Kamara and to see him go number two. I mean, uh, I'm a little upset. I feel. I feel very upset at Emily, but we're friends, so it's okay. But I feel like she knew that I loved Alvin Kamara because I was hoping I could swipe him at four, but it's okay. Uh, I should. I should also give people a heads up because some of the folks who are drafting here are currently in the office, in the, the new uh, NFL offices in Inglewood, or maybe some people are in Culver too. I'm not sure. Um, but because of that, people have masks on. So if somebody sounds a little bit muffled uh, like Kimmy, uh, just know it's because they are talking through a mask. It's not, you know, because anybody has marbles in their mouth uh, or anything like that. I'm sorry, Kimmy. I had to mix it up. I usually go go cook there, but I wanted to try something new. So, so Alvin Kamara goes number two. Uh, Adam Rank is on the clock at number three. Wait, hold on, Justin. What are I know that one of the keys of this is always knowing. By the way, thank you for having me. I I appreciate you coming on. I'm not allowed on the NFL podcast (laughs) anymore. That's no, no, no. I appreciate it. Again, (laughs) anybody else, don't take this as an indication. I listen. Is it? A, this is what you should do whenever you do this. Is uh, what's this point? Is it? Are we half point or full point? This is full point. Let's, okay, then I'm going to go on my diatribe. But full full point is stupid. I agree. And by I, the way, we're agree, switching this is the next world year. We live in. This we're, is the world we live in. We're going I to half point is our default next year because we're going to have because we have a whole new staff coming in. So we'll just we'll just run that through. By the way, I'm going to go Dalv Cook then. If we're going to go full point PPR, <laughs> sorry, Justin. I just had to make sure because if it was half point. 
I would have gone Derrick Henry. I don't fear regression or anything like that. Right. But I think for a full point, you're like, oh, I think Dalvin is just too good. So I got, I had to go that way. All right. So Dalvin Cook I apologize. goes, goes through. You don't have to apologize at all. Dalvin Cook goes three. Kimmy, you went uh, you went Derrick Henry at four. So I guess you don't fear regression either. Does no, somebody, not by the at way, all. take Eckler so Florio doesn't get him? Just because of me. <laughs> I thought you were going to take him, Rank, truly. I know. I should right. have. I thought so too. So we got Hytham Kalani, producer extraordinaire, on the clock uh, at number five. So far, we got McCaffrey, Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. Uh, they are the first four off the board. Curious what happens at number five. Andy Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm wondering because uh, this is this is sort of a pivot point here at five, right? Because there are there are running backs, still quality running backs on the board. Like, yeah, I, I see Florio at seven, and I know there's a name that if it lasts, uh, is going to be gone. It's a question of whether or not Hytham makes the move at five. Um, oh, he did. Wait, who's up? <laughs> oh, and who's, there's the name. Who's making this pick? Hytham. Hytham I know, but who's pick. who is Hytham? <laughs> uh, NFL fantasy producer extraordinaire. Okay, cool. About. Okay, uh, so, thank you. So Austin Eckler goes at five, which means uh, Michael F. Florio is heartbroken. Uh, I'm at six. I'm going to stay on Brandon. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey because that's that's the way I've been rolling this whole off season. Um, oh, look at you! Get yourself a tight end. Look, I, I'm I'm not ashamed to say I'm I'm sort of piggybacking on one of your theories from you know last year. Uh, but I'm past that. Work. It's like it's like I, I was at the club and now that everybody's arrived, I've bounced. I'm like, okay guys, this place is this place is dead now anyways. And then I <laughs> I'm sorry. Swingers there's only there's only three of us that are gonna get that joke. It's you, me, and Savage. We're the only ones age approach. Yeah, age what approach. club are you hanging out at, Adam? There's Let's no start club. there. <laughs> Even uh, when I was young enough to hang out in clubs, I wasn't hanging out in clubs. <laughs> so, uh, with uh, Austin Eckler gone, Michael F. Florio goes with Zeke at seven, and then Okada immediately jumps in, and he's going to take Devontae Adams uh, okay. at number eight. I got to say, though, uh, Florio, are you not – You, I, I feel like everybody, all the first-round running backs have been pretty much picked apart. Uh, you're not worried about Zeke there at seven, obviously. No. I Well, I thought I had a chance of getting Eckler when Rank went Dalvin Cook, but that was mm. not meant to be. Because I've been in two drafts this week where Rank was ahead of me, and in both he took Austin Eckler. So I thought he was going to make it a trifecta today. But Zeke, I started off the summer worried about him, but with Dak being healthy, with him looking in great shape, um, and with what he did last year when Dak was healthy, he was averaging enough fantasy points to finish as the RB2 um, I'm banking on that, but I was debating between him and one other running back that is still on the board. Uh, Marcus, you probably can guess who that is. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was going to say Wayne Goldman. Um, <clears throat> uh, all right, so we got Devontae Adams off the board at. Oh, is eight. it Saquon? It was not. It's not Saquon. No, like there, there are two guys that that Florio has pounded the table for pretty much since January. Um, and the other one is still out there right now. Uh, right. So, what? I was going to ask a question about it because you guys Please. got – you were so dismissive when I said Saquon, and everybody's like, oh, that guy's hurt. And you're like, hey, um, Christian McCaffrey played three games last year. I'm not uh, dismissive apparently, of Saquon. Apparently it doesn't matter. I just uh, know who Florio likes. That's all. 
Austin Eckler missed two games in his first three seasons, and apparently he's super injury prone. Injury prone, but oh no, I'll take the guy who played three games last year. Uh, all right, so Diggs, Stefan Diggs goes off the board at nine, and then uh, that, that was uh, Matt Frederick, one of our researchers. In fact, we got the, we have three three researcher picks in a row uh, with Matt Okada going Devontae Adams, Matt Frederick, uh, aka researcher guy, going Stefan Diggs, and then Kareem Falcone with Aaron Jones. Um, I feel like Aaron Jones is is not getting enough love. Like I feel like he should go higher. Am I am I crazy? Anybody else agree with that? Yeah, I I, I would have taken him. Like Marcus, you know the other running back I like. I, he's still out there, so I won't say his name. But Aaron Jones, I think, is right there with Zeke and that other guy. Like those after the big four running backs, and all. And then I have Austin Eckler and those other three guys as like the next four that should go right off the board. Uh, I'm just also going to say, Florio, that other running back that you want is probably not going to come back to you. Yeah, I, it's, I don't want to. I don't like to name names in drafts, but it's, it's hey, this, Taylor. By the way, it, <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? We know, Florio, you're like you got to pretend like you're a doctor at this point. Like we have a Hippocratic oath to put out the best possible information out there, whether it hurts your fantasy team or not. And this is a mock draft. I know I'm not. No, it's like him. you're a, you're a doctor and you're at a food truck and there's some guy choking and you're like you know what i'm off the clock no you can't do that you can't do that you have no i don't want to name drop name 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 i was gonna take him if he fell to me i i I know i'm not that's you being selfish like we're here to educate like i honestly if this was a you can tell that any league that we play in i always want Austin. actually you know what dalvin cook is the only he's the only running back i have ahead of eckler this year and or in mccaffrey obviously but um but it's like, yeah, but it's like, you know, you got to tell, like, I, okay, nobody, if you guys don't take Nick Chubb. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't take Antonio Gibson. I'm going to name him right <laughs> now. No, no, don't take Antonio Gibson because I want to take him, but I'm talking about him right now. No, that's not how it works. Say who you got to say. You are notorious <laughs> for throwing people off your scent. What are you talking oh, about? I'm, I'm, <laughs> you are, I'm huge. You are that. notorious for like talking to guys that you have mild interest in just to get so like you are the king of red. You have, I remember that, that, that show a pup named Scooby-Doo. Now you have me ranting there, that show a pup named Scooby-Doo. There was a character named Red Herring who would just show up randomly and give out fake clues to make you think that it wasn't, you know, old man Jenkins, who was the actual, you know, ghost in this whole thing. That's you. You are Red Herring. So many times how is it like whenever you're at if i was one of the gang and scooby-doo anytime i showed up to a crime scene i'd be like who's the oldest oldest person here that's it that's who it always says <laughs> that's the guy it's always that person that's the guy uh, i guess I should, keep, I should keep people up on what's oh, actually I'm sorry. happening in I'm this draft oh no i think this is fun i'm enjoying it hopefully everyone else is too uh so we went aaron jones at 10 that was kareen producer justin went Najee harris at 11 uh which cheesed off uh, researcher michelle majuk uh so she comes back at 12 and 13 at the turn where she takes jonathan taylor at uh, at 12 and then comes back to start the second round with Saquon Barkley. Um, the running back run continues because Justin goes second pick of the second round with Nick Chubb. And then Kareem uh, Falcone goes Tyreek Hill with the third pick in the second round. Um, Kareem, I feel like you, you kind of got a bargain there. Like Tyreek Hill in the second round feels a little bit like stealing. You got to be happy about that. Top two fantasy wide receiver to the last three seasons. I'm, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, um, you know, and like I like Stefan Diggs. I like Devontae Adams, but, you know, I feel like Tyreek Hill. It's one of those things of like, you know, he should belong in the first round, but then who do you bump out of the first round? 
is sort of a you know sort of the question there and that's that's the hard part um all right so after tyreek hill we get calvin ridley coming off the board uh calvin ridley at four in the second round uh joe mixon is the 2.5 and then florio is going to go with antonio gibson uh which i will ask you a question about that in just a second i am i i put antonio gibson out there florio had probably never heard of him and then I start talking him up, and then all of a sudden, here comes Antonio Gibson, drafted, boom. And you know what? And it's fine. I'm here to help, and if I can help people like young Florio get to this place where they're taking Antonio Gibson in the second, I'm happy to do it, even if even at the cost, because I'm selfless, is, is what I think I'm trying to put out there. Is that, is that I'm, what, is I'm that selfless and just I'm, trying to get the fantasy information out there. After you mentioned him, I quickly Googled, is Antonio Gibson a good fantasy pick? (laughs) That was smart. That was smart of you. You're like, Uh, he played wide receiver? (laughs) Shocking. All right, so I'm going to go. I I, I had a choice. I felt like I needed a running back because everybody else around me is is snapping them up really quickly. And so I was deciding between Clyde Edwards-Alaire and David Montgomery. Uh, I have been heavy on the Monty train, so I'm going to stay with it, and I'm going to take David Montgomery here with the seventh pick in the the second round. How um, many? Re- I'm sorry. How many receivers do we start in this? It's two. Okay. It's two. Yep. I think it's uh, standardnfl.com fantasy. Yes. I just want to point out too. Um, whenever somebody's, I know that I'm 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 the 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 shining example of not of showing up being like, what's the scoring? How many receivers <laughs> try to know this stuff ahead of time? That's probably a good idea. Because if plus two, if there is a if you if you play in a league, make sure because if you play in a league with three receivers and I love going running back, running back at the top of these drafts. But if it's a three receiver league, then I'm going I'm getting my number one running back and then I'm locking in three receivers until the end. And then I'm just going to take Naheem Hines, especially in a uh, PPR league. I don't care if people know I might have to bounce before I make that pick. I just want people to know. No, it's fine. I, look, like I said, we're, we're going to keep Florio. this thing to an hour. We're going to keep Florio. this thing to I'm, I'm about not gonna, an hour. I'm not going to sit here and, and try to hide Gihon's this. added to the cheat sheet. Because I want to I want to, I want to win this mock draft. I'm not going to help people. I'm not going to be like that, Florio. I'm going to help you. I don't care. Draft uh, I'm up. I. So, you know what? I get Austin Eckler so much that I can never take Keenan Allen. And I love him, but you know what? Do it. Oh, I, I kind of want to gamble because I love AJ. I can't take Justin Jefferson because I don't want to double up. Okay, my my thought here is that okay, I'm gonna take Keenan Allen. And my hope is that AJ Brown falls. It's not realistic, but if not, I still will likely have a choice of Allen Robinson, DK Metcalf, who I might pass on because I want to come back around and take Tyler Lockett. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All we'll right. See what socially does. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. So I'm gonna let's catch people up. Uh, so after Tyreek Hills, Calvin Ridley, Joe Mixon, uh, Antonio Gibson, David Montgomery, Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, goes at the eighth spot in the second round. DeAndre Hopkins at nine. You heard uh, Rank say he That's just right. took Keenan Allen. I gotta ask you though, Okada, because Joe Mixon, it feels like feels like one of the more hotly debated running backs here uh, in this draft. Um, your your make your case for Joe Mixon in 2021. I mean, the case is the opportunity. We always want to follow opportunity with running backs. Yes, he's had some efficiency issues. He's also had really bad offensive lines, bad offenses in general, quarterbacks that were either injured or named Andy Dalton. (laughs) And so it's been rough for him, but there is no one to take touches from him. He has a very good chance to lead the NFL in touches if he stays healthy. So if he averages 3.8 yards per carry and it's not that great, 
he's still going to be an RB1. And if he does take a step forward because the O-line improves a little bit and his offense is just a little bit better, then we're talking about a top six running back. All right. Um, yeah, I I guess I agree. By the way, I feel like Andy Dalton has become the nickelback of quarterbacks now, <laughs> right? Like, like people just love taking shots at the dude. I mean, like he did go to the playoffs. I mean, I know he didn't, you know, he didn't win, but he did go to the playoffs. Like Nickelback has some decent songs. Um, you know, people always like to take shots at him. That's not cool. Is Nickelback uh, one of those bands that they're guilty of every one of their songs being the same? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we were talking about this the other. Who, we were talking about this. I don't know if you were on the show when we were talking about this. But yes, uh, who are we talking about this about? Uh, uh, I know that I said bad religion. I think is, the off. I think offspring. Offspring. Was, uh, the band offspring was the band. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I still contend that it's bad religion. Um. <laughs> so uh, after Keenan Allen, Darren Waller goes to Social Emily uh, with the eleventh pick in the second round. Uh, Rick Savage is on the board. He's gone DK Metcalf to Love end it. round two. Jeez, I mean. There are so many good wide receivers that we're talking about really good players. Oh, yeah. Like, look at this. Second, third round. Yeah, because I'm sitting here looking at A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Allen Robinson. The only one that I don't want to fall to me is Justin Jefferson. Yeah, well, which A.J. Is, Brown. Who's going to fall to me? A.J. Brown. Social Lee's going to take Allen Robinson, and I'm going to have to scramble. <laughs> uh, so, A.J. Brown goes at the start of the third round. Uh, I know Kimmy has uh, a meeting she's got to step off to, so we appreciate you hanging out with us for at least a little bit, Kimmy. Kimmy uh, you guys, this is amazing. Shout out to Adam Rank for hijacking all of it. I mean, it, this guy. <laughs> this is him. the only This is the only time this year I'm going to be on the podcast, so I'm going to take advantage of it. <sighs> like Don uh-huh. Rickles on the old Tonight you know, Show. And again, a reference for just three people on this stream. You know what, Adam Rank, the kids are all right. I'll leave you with that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love me, you guys. Let me tell a story about that. <laughs> be, sure to get, be sure to catch Jimmy Kimmy Checks on NFL Fantasy Live this year as well. Please, please do. Rank, real quick, I went ahead and took Justin Jefferson for you. So there you thank go. You. So you're Justin welcome. Jefferson yeah, goes uh, second to Social Emily, which means Allen Robinson is available. Yeah, I took Allen for, uh, for Adam no Rank. Hesi- no hesitation to me. Third even pick with, in the third round. Even with George Kittle on the board, I'm going to punt. I'm going to come back and try to take Gesicki. I'm going to come back and try to take John U. Smith. Or uh, here's the, of course, Michelle, I'm a homer. What do you think? <laughs> do you not see the room that I'm sitting in? I mean, it's like a footlocker just threw up back here. I do have to say that, way, uh, I... that, that that seems like the textbook definition of collusion. You basically saying out loud like you don't want Social Emily to take Allen Robinson and she just capitulates and takes Justin Jefferson instead. Like if that's not collusion, then nothing is. I, I just want the second year uh, breakout from wide out. Stop. So that's what I'm looking for. Right, Rank? That's what she's doing. That's a very savvy pick. Oh, right. Uh, so then after you guys that, are sitting here dogging out Andy Dalton, and then you want to I take said, the receiver that's I've catching passes. No, I've said no unkind know? words about Andy Dalton so, on this. You just podcast. called him Nickelback. Andy Dalton's gonna have a good half, and then Justin Fields will take over. Remember when Tom Savage was the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans for like an hour? Oh, that's my uncle. And then, and then what? Oh, I didn't know that. I thought Ben <laughs> Savage was your cousin. <laughs> oh, Fred, Fred, yeah, Fred. Oh my but, God, Fred, but not Ben. No, but Ben. They're. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, nobody, I know nobody cares about this, but Rick Savage isn't wearing a hat, and it just, it just is. It's I like don't know. Two days in a row, you know, without a hat, it's it's jarring. Um, George no, Kittle goes. Yeah. He's number, a new me. 
George Kittle oh goes three dot four to Kimmy checks, which makes sense. You know, the Iowa connection, they stick together. Plus, George Kittle is very good. Uh, Hytham goes with Chris Carson at number five, who is a perpetually underrated. So now I am back on the clock. I got to figure out what to do here. Um, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go Terry McLaurin here. And I'm, 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 staring, between, I'm staring between him and C.D. Lamb. And it's a really mm. tough choice. But I'm going to go with, with McLaurin here uh, at, the, at this spot. And uh, because why not? I, I, you know, he is by far the undisputed target. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. At least I like what he does for McLaurin's value. So uh, I'm going to take him here and make him. How my, do you uh, feel about your team right now, Marcus, with the first round tight end? Just curious. Um, I'm OK with it. Like, I, you know, talk to me again in a few rounds. Like once I, I figure out my complete running back situation. But I mean, so far I've started with Kelsey, David Montgomery and Terry McLaurin. I'm OK with that. Um. So, yeah. Uh, so as soon as I do that, uh, Florio goes with C.D. Lamb at the seventh spot. Matt Okada with DeAndre Swift. All right. I asked you about Joe Mixon. I got to ask you about DeAndre Swift because he's a guy that I have been very hands off with uh, this this draft season. I can't wait to see who his running backs are in week eight. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, I, I'm doing the same thing. I'm running it back, so I don't even have to give a new explanation. It's all opportunity. Swift is going to have like – 120 targets not not literally but pretty close to that (laughs) and 50 plus receptions if he stays healthy there's no one else to catch balls there so i'm going with the offenses aren't necessarily great although the Bengals might actually be but they're going to get touches running backs so you're not worried about you're not worried about jamal williams ah he'll get like third down snaps to protect every once in a while but no swift's going to get the vast majority of work in my opinion all right. All right. And I think the Bengals, like, I won't say the Bengals will be, quote unquote, good, uh, but they will be voluminous. Like, they will have a lot of opportunities oh, yeah. to play offense. Good work. Uh, this year. Thanks. Um, you know, power. It sounds source, made up. <laughs> no, it sounds made up. Like you were trying to say volume and you just it's like Michael Scott inventing a word. I was it was uh, I was trying to you know channel my Austin Powers there. I feel like that's a thing he would say. <laughs> sure. Um, all right, so after DeAndre Swift, uh, Matt Frederick takes Tyler Lockett, He's who I know. He's zero RB. Had to scroll for that one. That's Uh-oh. fine. <clears throat> He's three receivers to start. By the way, Tyler Lockett is so underrated. I love that pick. He has been – I know that's the, the guy that uh, Patrick Claibon has been waving the banner for uh, on Fantasy Live, that people aren't drafting high enough. Uh, so 3.9, maybe that's high enough? He goes before Robert Woods and he goes before Julio Jones, uh, which if we're calling homers, then we call producer Justin, who is, uh, you know, the resident Titans fan on the show. He's got a tight. Justin's a Titans fan. He's a Titans fan. Yeah, I've got to be. I I bet a hundred. I'll bet a hundred. Oh, wait. I mean, I won't (laughs) strike that. But if I, I, I will, I will bet that I have Justin muted on Twitter as I do. (laughs) I don't know. I never came at you. That three and thirteen thing got a lot of guys riled up. I don't know why team. you guys you guys were two and four. By the way, when you were two and four with Marcus Mariota, as I predicted, there was not a Titans fan to be found. And then all of a sudden, they won nine games, which is <laughs> okay. You didn't like you're not the 49ers, is my thing. Like the 49ers, yeah, that was a good team. The Titans <laughs> were like fortunate that the division was falling down around them. They got a couple of lucky wins. There was a fortunate win over the Chiefs uh, when 
Patrick Mahomes was playing on one leg and then you guys were acting like they were the 85 Bears. So I think my predictions piece is dropping. Yeah, there it is. Look at that. Jim McMahon. The second best Bears quarterback in history. (laughs) Uh, So the... The Behind second round, the time Russell Wilson said he wanted to get traded to us. The, the second round ends with uh, James Robinson going to Michelle, and then she starts the fourth or the third round. I guess ends with uh, with James Robinson going to Michelle. The fourth round starts with Deontay Johnson, followed by Justin getting Amari Cooper, which. This has sort of begun. This has become the going rate for uh, for Amari Cooper at this point, Florio. Like. I won't say he's a value, but he's definitely become, I think, a bigger value than C.D. Lamb right now. Yeah, I, I, and I love CD Lamb. I would agree. And I think, like, the lesson to be had here is look at the wide receivers that are still on the board at the end of the third and the fourth round compared to the running backs. It's why if I'm in a position to grab two running – like, I got Zeke and Gibson with the first two. Uh, if I could get two of the top, like, 15 running backs with my first two picks, I love doing it because I feel like the wide receiver value here is awesome. <laughs> So Miles Sanders goes uh, with the third pick to Kareen. Uh, Matt Frederick is going to go up. And I see scrolling. I see scrolling. And we've landed on Kyle Pitts. So he is uh, he is officially the fourth tight end now. Uh, and, and Matt Okada, I know you and I talked about him earlier this offseason. Uh, you're on the board. I will let you think about it first uh, before I ask you this question. Well, I'll go to the uh, point that Michelle made over – Twitter during the offseason and she was talking about if you took Calvin Ridley's rookie production and even if you halved his touchdowns if Kyle Pitts hits those numbers he would be the tight end four so that to me always kind of stood out and that seems like a pretty reasonable expectation for him this season yeah I think so I mean it does I just feel like I haven't been able to take him as the fourth tight end because I feel like you are drafting him at his absolute ceiling and maybe it's just my you know I, need, I think I need to look at him as an individual and not as part of the collective of rookie tight ends, right? I think that's sort of the 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 hang-up I'm having right yeah, now. Well, that's fine. I think the other thing there is, like, yes, tight end four is probably his ceiling, but 20 picks higher than where he's going in overall ADP is also his ceiling. So you're still kind of getting him at a value. That's kind of how I look at it. Like, he's getting drafted well behind that elite three tier, but if he performs to what he could or up to his ceiling, he gets up to right around that area, and then you're getting him at like a two or three round value. All right. I mean, look, I I think he's going to be great, uh, partially because I've just been grabbing tight ends early. Like, he hasn't really been on my radar. And if I miss if I miss one of the big three, then I've been waiting for like a Logan Thomas or something uh, a little bit later in the draft. Um, Cooper Cup goes after Pitts. Chris Godwin goes after that. Oh, I'm on the board now. I'm hearing you talking. Um, ah. <laughs> uh, I got decisions. There are three names sitting right at the top of the list that I really, really am interested Ooh. in. And they all are? Three can I, can uh, I three of these running backs? Josh Jacobs, Gus Edwards, Daryl Henderson are all staring me in the face. I, I, like, I love two of the three of them, so I might as well just go with the Gus bust because that's where I've been pretty much. Even before the J.K. Dobbins injury, I was drafting a lot of Gus Edwards. I think you know his role obviously increases now, so I will, I will take the plunge on Gus Edwards uh, in the middle of the fourth round. Um, any objections? <laughs> no, no, that was, that was, was going to be my guess for your pick. That you you are driving the Gus bus. I have been. I've been driving the Gus bus all off season. I uh, object. I object, Marcus, because I wanted him to fall to me. I was hoping oh. you guys didn't remember him. 
Sorry about that. Uh, sorry about that, Emily. No, no Gus for you. Um, but uh, Hytham's on the clock now with the eighth pick in the fourth round. Um, still a lot of interesting names out there. And we have not broken the seal on quarterbacks yet. Uh, so that Should hasn't we? happened. Uh, are we going to do it? Who does Kimmy well, so, so Mike Evans, I should say, Mike Evans goes eighth. Yeah, you know what? I feel th- this feels like a spot where Kimmy would actually take Patrick Mahomes. That we should have had, do. yeah, we should have had somebody take Mahomes in the first. Just, <laughs> just to have the realism of what happens in your, um, in your, and by the way, I, I created a fire TikTok about that very same thing. You can find me on I saw it. I, at I, Adam Rank. Shameless I, plug from Rank just, on that. Hey, man, get it in. What is what my with- team name? You guys want to throw out your TikToks right now? Like, we can do this. No, um, only I may plug my TikToks. <laughs> I did see that, though. It, it, uh, it gave me a, a good uh, belly laugh uh, when I saw that. Um, so after Gus Edwards, Mike Evans goes uh, 4.8. Patrick Mahomes goes at the 4.9. So he's the first quarterback off the board. And Damian Harris, Rank, um, you are – you are, you're, you're, you're leading the charge. You're driving the bandwagon for Damian Harris right now. Yeah, I was arguing with some 13-year-old on Instagram, which, by the way, that's at Adam Rank NFL. Because <laughs> there's a kid squatting on Adam Rank. Like, okay, fine, I'll just throw the NFL on there. I don't know what. But anyways, um, he's like, well, good luck. He's going to throw the ball. Uh, the rookie quarterback's going to throw the ball to tight ends all the time. I'm like, yeah, that's that's a myth that's been. You it know, is a myth. Of, it's a bust. It's been busted. I mean, I know. The New England Patriots love to throw the ball to their tight ends that they've been doing it for generations under Bill Belichick. The thing is, nobody runs the ball more when they're inside the five-yard line than the New England Patriots. And this dates back to 2018. The team that's second is actually the Los Angeles Rams. So with with Daryl Henderson sitting there available as well, if he comes back to me, I'll be taking him for that very reason, is that both those teams – Love to run the ball when they get near the goal line. Last year, Cam Newton took all those. I don't think Mac Jones is going to be taking those this season. So for me, I think it's Damian Harris. I know that everybody loves Stevenson. Like every like, but Stevenson yeah, to me um, okay, is more of the like somebody who's really good in preseason, who's not who's not gonna it's not gonna translate to the regular season. And to me, the guy who's been in their system is JJ Taylor who, to me, when you watch him play, he is like a modern-day Rex Burkhead. And I think that if and you saw the role that Rex Burkhead, I know. I love that you, you say that as though Rex Burkhead is like no yeah. longer with us. You know? <laughs> Where is he? He's in Houston, so he might as well not be. <laughs> but the thing is, um, you know, I think they're going to use him in that role. And J.J. Taylor's a great receiver out of the backfield, too. And I think that this could end up, I know they love James White, but... You know, if Giovanni Bernard doesn't work out with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like James White being traded to the Bucs just seems like something that could happen at some point. But I really expect J.J. Taylor to step up to. I will try to. Um, I won't be around because I got to bounce soon. But I listen, we're busy. Um, we to do. It's a show day where we got a lot going on here. It's a lot of things happening. Um <laughs> But the thing is, is like I want these teams that are going to run the ball when they get near the goal line. And so I think Harris is going to get enough. I mean, he had three touches inside the five last year. But I think, again, that just lends itself going back to uh, Cam Newton. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, <laughs> he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Just a quick catch up. So uh, Rick Savage goes Josh Jacobs uh, at the end of the fourth round. And we start the fifth round with Kyler Murray coming up. So uh, that's the second Ooh. quarterback off the board. I, I want to ask, though, because Okada, you are our resident Patriots fan here, right? Like there are a lot of guys in that backfield. I mean, is it possible that Belichick goes into the season with four running backs that, that he may rotate through there? 
Yeah, I think probably. I mean, that's kind of like the Belichick thing that we've all lamented in fantasy for a decade now is that he just mixes them in and out and you don't really know who's going to ever take the the bulk of work. And sometimes it's not anyone who ever gets the bulk of work over the season. But I think Damian Harris does get most of it. I think Ramondre is like a change of pace sort of guy. And then the pass catchers do the pass catching that they always do and it'll be okay for them. But I like Damian Harris. Maybe not as much as Rank does at that pick, but I like him. All right. Uh, I mean, I was I was starting to kind of get on board with Damian Harris, and then the, the Patriots traded Sonny Michelle, so then I was uh, probably even more in. Um, I have weirdly started buying into late-round Patriots. You know, like I, I've gotten on Jacoby. board with – Jacoby Myers, Johnu Smith, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Like, I really have kind of started to buy in because the value is good. You know, the, the draft price is is really, really low. And if, if they hit, then, you know, you're feeling pretty good about life. Uh, all right. So Social Emily is up. She's going to go DJ Moore, which I feel like we haven't talked a lot about DJ Moore this offseason. Um he plays the wrong position for them. For, for, the, the, for the, the Panthers, you mean? Yeah, they don't target him enough. Like, they're um, going to go to Robbie Anderson. And now you, CMC's back. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we just haven't talked about the Panthers in general, aside from, you know, hey, we're taking Christian McCaffrey first. Uh, Robbie Anderson's going to be fine. And uh, Sam Darnold, question mark? You know, that's kind of, I think, how, how the whole thing goes. Can I tell um, you something? I'm wait. already I'm already working on stardom sitem. I have I have Sam Darnold as a start in week one. And I know revenge game. All that being aside. <sighs> the Jets gave up the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks last season. I don't think that their secondary is improved. And Sam Darnold's got the Texans in week three. Like there's a chance that Sam Darnold puts together two pretty good stat lines in two of the first three games. But of course that means it filters down to DJ Moore. Uh, Robbie Anderson and of course Christian McCaffrey, right. and they don't have a tight like. Do they? Do they have a tight end? Do they not? Uh, they Ian, Ian, Ian Thomas, right? Is he still there? Ian Dan? Uh, Ar- no, wait. No, Dan is- Arnold. That's right. No, because it's the, it's the Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold connection. How could I forget that? That to uh, me, I feel like Joe Brady at some point is going to start busting out an offense to where they don't use the tight end and they're going to start using Terrace Marshall. Junior, I'd be okay with that. Mike Davis right that. is a good pick, too. So, uh, so after DJ Moore, rank goes Daryl Henderson, which I love that pick there. Uh, and then Mike Davis goes right after that to Kimmy. And then uh, Hytham going with Josh Allen. So another quarterback off the board, uh, this time in the, in the fifth round. So now that goes to me. And I'm feeling spicy. Uh we're going to take Javante Williams here in the fifth Ooh. round because I know that if I don't take him here, there is zero chance of him coming back to me in the sixth round. So I'm going to take Javante Williams. We're going to make it a, a Broncos stack here, Marcus, because I'm going with Jerry Judy. So Jerry Judy goes right after that to Florio. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know what to make. I mean, I've drafted Judy. I've drafted Cortland Sutton. And I sort of like across my fingers and hope for the best sort of thing. Um. Yeah, I I'm pretty high on Jerry Judy because I think him and Teddy Bridgewater are a really good fit, and I'm not as confident in him and Sutton being a good fit. I just don't think Sutton's style of play fits well with Teddy. Yeah. Um. 
I, I know people I've seen a lot of folks in fantasy Twitter kind of making the case for Teddy, right? That that he was able to support multiple thousand yard receivers before uh, he did it in, in Carolina. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic. I like Teddy. I'm just curious to see what happens. I, I don't really know. Uh, Okada goes with one of my favorites, Brandon Ayuk. At, at the 5.8 Kareem Hunt goes uh, at 5.9 um, somebody asked I know that was a conversation that we had ranked yesterday on Fantasy Live about you know should we be worried about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and I feel like that's the they're the gold standard for running back rotations now right like I, this is what this is what we want all running back rotations to be I yeah I mean and it's fine I understand like every team has multiple good players so it's going to happen the one thing that stands out for me with the Cleveland Browns is that Kevin Stefanski wants to run the football. That's his number one thing. And it comes to a detriment to Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr., who are great players. But all things being considered, I think that he wants to run the ball 40 times, giving 25 to 30 to Nick Chubb and then the rest of it coming around to Cream Hunt. And people just, I don't know, I think that we've reached the saturation point in fantasy football where everybody wants to find whatever reason to not draft players. And they're like, well, what about if the Browns are up 30 and then they're just pulling Nick Chubb out of the game? You're like, shut up. Like you're overthinking this. Does this team like to run the football? Yes. Do they have the best offensive line in football? Yes. I don't know. Take their running back. I don't know. It's, it seems almost too simple, but it's exactly what I want to do. Well, and see to, to that point, and I, 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 I hear that argument, and I think it was JJ Zacharyson a few years ago who made the point that I think stands is like, okay, let's say the Browns somehow do get up thirty points and pull Nick Chubb, they had to score those thirty points some kind of way, and chances are Nick Chubb was probably involved. If if the Browns are running people out of the building like that offensively, um, yeah. who's to say he hasn't already scored three touchdowns? He's already scored a bunch of touchdowns. Probably. You know what? Picked up a bunch of yards. The number one chief offender of that was last season, Week Sixteen. The Buccaneers at Detroit, and people were like, don't start Tom Brady. They're going to pull him by halftime, blah, blah, blah. And I had Tom Brady as my number two quarterback going into the week. I'm like, I don't care. Because if he throws four touchdowns in the first half, then you're happy. It ended up being six. But that's the kind of – that's that can really, like, don't don't be married to that that thinking. Right. Um, let me but round like, out the – go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say the quarterback I had ahead of him was Jalen Hurts, and I was the only person in America who had a team with Jalen Hurts and Tom Brady. And I'm like, well, I got to go with my number one guy. So uh, did, Jalen Hurts. Didn't work out for rank. <laughs> um, let me just round out the fifth round. So after Kareem Hunt, it was Lamar Jackson, then Dak Prescott, uh, and then uh, Michelle, being a woman after my own heart, takes T. Higgins to end the fifth round, and then Devontae Smith to start the sixth round. Uh, after that, it is Miles Gaskin going to producer Justin. Um, and then Kareen will go with Adam Thielen with the third pick uh, in the, the sixth round. Kareen, so I, you, you got a value early with Tyreek Hill. I feel like Adam, Adam Thielen in the sixth. I mean, I don't know how we're I don't know how we're letting this happen. I'm, I'm upset. With well, myself. you know what? He's he's the red zone guy. Thirty percent of targets. Um He's one of two wide receivers to have over 30% of the team red zone targets. So I'm, 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 I want touchdowns. I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, touchdowns are good. That's my, 
that's my hardcore football analysis. <laughs> Touchdowns are good. Um, I know we're sort of getting a little bit long here, so we're in the sixth round. Uh, do you think we can get through seven, or should we uh, should we cap it at six here? I know folks have uh, have places to be and things to do. I see a lot six of shrugs. Seems good. All right, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll get through the sixth round because uh, I know people have. Uh, I appreciate everybody taking some time this morning because you know. I know the season hasn't started, but the season has started. So uh, I know folks got things to do. Uh, so we'll go Adam Thielen, then Chase Claypool. TJ Hawkinson goes off the board uh, to Matt Okada, fifth pick. You are um, you got a couple of lions there, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> you got a couple of lions there, huh? Listen, listen. I, I wish I could say that I'm really bonded to the Lions offense and I feel great about this team, but that's not true. <laughs> I just think that these guys are both going to have 120 targets and it's a PPR league, so I'll take it. You know what? I, I can't be mad at it. Uh, first off, Mark Andrews goes to Florio, uh, so I am up. Uh, and I'm going to go – where am I going to go right now? How about we go – Let's go Tyler Boyd here at this spot in the sixth Ooh, round. Um, so, uh, you know, I, you say that about the Lions, and I can't hate on it because as much as I'm worried about their offense, I've also been promoting you know, draft Jamal Williams in like the ninth round, uh, take a deep flyer on Amon Ross St. Brown. So like, I, I can't I can't completely hate on, on you going after Swift and Hawkinson, uh, just sort of understanding how things are, are going to go. So... Um, all right, so we got a few more picks left in this round, and we're going to call it. Uh, so I go Boyd. Uh, Hytham goes with Chase Edmonds. Uh, Kimmy Checks will take Robbie Anderson. So, Rank, you are back on the board. We got the three picks left in this one. You know what? I would be looking at one of the quarterbacks right here. I think Rodgers is a pretty good one. Obviously, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. I don't think that there's necessarily a reason to jump in. So I'm going to go for it with the receiver that I really like. I'm going to go with Corey Davis. I think that Zach Wilson has shown. Uh, during the preseason, and this seems super early, but you're kind of getting the gist of how this board is breaking up. Nobody's drafting quarterbacks, so that means a lot of those position players, you got to kind of bump them up a little bit sooner than you normally would in other sort of situations. If there were a lot of other quarterbacks off the board, I might have done something different, but I think at this point I had to go with Corey Davis. I like Corey Davis. I've I've sort of been you know promoting him uh, because you know he, he played well the last couple of years. Um, <clears throat> And he is the number one receiver. As much as people like Elijah Moore, uh, as much as people are uh, you know excited about what the Jets' offense can be, I think Corey Davis is the guy who gets most of those targets there. Uh, can so I remind Corey you Davis. guys? Sorry, yes. just a really quick thing. As a former Titans fan or a current Titans fan, Corey Davis, classic preseason hype machine. This is not the first time his team drafted and a wide receiver from Ole Miss in the second round who missed most of the offseason with an injury. And the last time that happened, A.J. Brown was a superstar. And there was a lot of reports about Elijah Moore being a potential superstar. I would not be surprised if the whole Corey Davis gets usurped by a rookie from Ole Miss thing happens again. <laughs> Elijah Moore is the new A.J. Brown. You heard it that, here first. That sounds like a lot of <laughs> hater talk right there. That's okay. I mean, but look, man. You, can, you know what's funny is that uh, you can draft both players. Some people have a type. I mean, Melvin Gordon for for years was getting sniped by, you know, undrafted free agent running backs. So, uh, See? You know, maybe, 
maybe this is Corey Davis's thing. Who knows? Uh, so Tom Brady goes with the second to last pick. And I, I got to uh, bounce. Sorry. Yep. All right, Frank. Appreciate it. Uh, before you go, I should. I should. While you're still here, though, I should let folks know that the uh, NFL Fantasy Draft Spectacular presented by SundayTicket.tv is live. Uh, it aired officially originally on Tuesday this week, but it is still available on demand. You can check it out uh, in the NFL Fantasy app on NFL.com or on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, go check it out. Uh, Rank a lot of did a, a lot of fire also. content on there. Obviously, Marcus was on the show. Kimmy Jacks, Michael F. Florio were on it. We had Nick Vial, Steve Lemmy from Tacoma FD, with John Hanson, Lindsey Rhodes. A lot of great people stopped by. It is listen. You if you if you if you don't watch this show, there's a good chance you're going to lose your league. I'm yep. just saying. Fair enough. Uh, Heisman produced oh, the James hell out Cole of it as well. Oh, our pal James Go, yeah. So, uh, so wait, I didn't see who was the last pick there in the uh, in that last Odell. round. Odell Beckham Jr. Odell. is what the yeah. round did. So you feel okay about Odell, right, Rick? I'm 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 torn on him this year. I'm torn, but he's very entertaining. So I'm just going to be a little selfish on that one. Also, Marcus, you know can can we do a draft after this of um, of dated references? Because I got Nickelback, Austin Powers, <laughs> Swingers. Uh, there, there's a good list in there. Bad religion. It was good. I was keeping track. This is what happens when, like, you know, two two people who grew up in the '80s and '90s dominate the the conversation on this podcast. That uh, that is that is the thing to do. Adam Rank had to step out, so we appreciate him. Uh, yeah. You know what? By the way, you know, the the thing Rick said there though about about Odell being entertaining and and just kind of wanted to be entertained there. I tell this to people all the time, like draft players that you are going to enjoy watching. Like, I know that people play this. I know that people out there who play this for big stakes. But for a lot of folks, this is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be enjoyable. So do things that are going to make it enjoyable. I've had people hit me up and say stuff like, I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't want to draft any Giants. Good. Don't draft any Giants. Like, if that's going to make it better for you. Uh, then then don't do that. Um I guess before we wrap this thing up, uh, there's still some quarterbacks out there. I mean, Russell Wilson was still out there. Aaron Rodgers was still out there. Um, I mean, Florian, I just want to ask you, like, your your draft strategy, has it evolved since since we started? Or are you still just kind of fluid? I mean, what, how do you come into these drafts? So I come into them expecting to grab at least two running backs in the first three rounds. Um, but there is a cutoff, like David Montgomery and Chris Carson for me round out my top 15. And if they, those guys are gone in the third round, then I'll pivot. But I, I'll also take like Waller in the second or third round if he's there, um, which and then in the middle rounds, typically I'm loading up on ri- wide receivers. So more often than not, I'm going the like later round upside quarterback like Jalen Hurts, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and then I'll pair them with an upside QB2 like Fields, Lance, Tua, and if we're getting even deeper, Marcus, Sam Darnold. Like, so so that is more often than not how I attack the quarterback position, but some of these guys were great values. Like Russ being available in the seventh round, if, if he fell to me there, I was going to grab him. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think this is sort of the, the thing that happens when you're drafting with people who do this all the time. <laughs> like, it looks a little bit different than when you're drafting with people who, you know, maybe aren't aren't up to their eyeballs in it all, all offseason long. Um, thanks, everybody, for jumping in. I appreciate it. I know it's a busy, hectic morning for everybody, and so I'm, I'm certainly grateful that you helped contribute to our nonsense uh, a little bit here today. And again, for everybody out there listening, I mean, this is a group of people that – um, I mean, you, know, you see our faces, you see me and Florio and Rank and Kimmy and, and everybody else. But the, a lot of these folks here are the people who help make this thing go, whether it's on the production side, the research side, whatever. Um, and so for all the things that you guys out there enjoy when it comes to, to fantasy at NFL media, um, we couldn't do it without a lot.
lot of these folks. So I'm, uh, I, I appreciate working with them. I love them. It's great. And uh, thank you for all of them. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy what is uh, a really good season to come. If you're drafting this weekend, best of luck. And then we're back next week, starting on Monday. The NFL Fantasy Football Show will be a streaming show twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays coming mm-hmm. at you. You can find it. Uh, two wait, two weeks. Okay. So it. I was premature, so forget what I just said, or just fast forward a week. Anyway, we're coming back soon streaming on Monday and Wednesday. That's happening. At some point, I'll figure out the date. That should be important because I have to be there for it. Um, In the meantime, (laughs) for us, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, if the Wicked Witch of the West melts in water, how did she ever bathe? Be safe, take care of yourselves, get vaccinated, and we'll see you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.